Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The First Lady of New York Radio, Joan Hamburg. Entertaining and informative. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Welcome, everyone, to the Joan Hamburg Show. And we need cheerful. And who could be more cheerful than the one and only Isaac Mizrahi, who is doing something amazing? The Cafe Carlisle, an absolutely major part of New York cabaret, of New York history. It's been closed, like so many things. But it is opening with Isaac coming in for two weeks, a brand new show called In Person, March 1st through March 12th. And I have been, whenever Isaac is at the Carlisle or major places, I go to see him. So this is really exciting. Guys, think, I mean, we haven't been most places in over two years. So tell me, Isaac, my dear, how did all this happen? You've been planning it for how long? Well, I mean, goodness, I, I've been I've been dreaming about it for I don't know, like two years or something, right? And 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 you know, last year we did some we did some virtual shows from the Carlisle, right, without an audience, right? And they were great, pay per view on Broadway World, etc. But this is like this is what we all dream of is like being in front of people in that room again, you know, that room which. I don't know about you, but I worry about that room only because it's New York City, darling, and I we know. have very few precious things left. And this is really one of them. And, you know, and it's been out of commission now for really like about two years. So this yeah. is exciting, exciting, exciting to me, you know, really exciting. And I have to say, Joan, it's emotional, you know, like I don't know how I'm going to make it through that night without kind of, you know, cheering up a little bit or a lot, right? Well, but we need you to do that because we're going to be the same way. And you've got great jazz group with you, too. Oh, yes. The greatest. The greatest. Ben Walter. Ben Walter and his boy. You know, Ben Walter and his guys are all there. You know, five musicians, six musicians all together and seven, including me. So, That's right. And everyone who knows Isaac, well, now we know that Isaac is not only a designer, but he's an actor, he sings, he's a host, he dances. He did a great documentary years ago. And I have dogs, loves, by the way. Yeah. Right, and he, <laughs> he loves to eat. I don't mind the dog. What kind of dog do you have? I have two dogs. I have one who is a genius and she never speaks, and the other one who's kind of a monster and he speaks a lot. So that's you hearing Dean, and Kitty is the other one. But. Well, I have Annabelle who speaks constantly in a loud oh, bark all the time. <laughs> she she wants to make sure that we hear her. But right. Isaac, you have worn so many hats that it's yeah. hard to believe. And I remember you telling me you were just a kid even. What your mother I remember a story you once told me that your mother gave you a sewing machine. 
What, when you were 10 or something? My dad. My dad gave me gave, – well, there were sewing machines in the house because he – he was a he was a manufacturer of children's clothes, and so there were loads of sewing machines in the basement. And he taught me how to sew. He finally kind of he I, I bought my own first sewing machine when I was about twelve, which he advised me upon, and he t- taught me how to use. And then you know, as I got better and better, I adapted to you know the amazing sewing machines that he had there in the house, like these fabulous kind of power machines, you know, these very, very powerful machines, right? Well, right, um, That's how I learned to sew. Yeah, that's how I learned how to sew. Yeah. And you started but, you making know, before, clothes then, right, as well, a kid. Yes, I did, I did. But before I did that, I did, like, you know, female impersonation, darling, and, and, and that was not exactly a source of pride in 1990. Not in the neighborhood. When I was 12. Yeah, exactly. It was not a source of pride. You know, my parents would And so that's, I think that's why I, I, I subverted my desire to go into show business. Um, you know, I went into fashion because I thought it was just going to be, and I was right. You know, I, 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 what I really needed was to sort of get out of that environment because it really wasn't, you know, this Orthodox Jewish environment, which it really wasn't a good place for me. And so you know, I was plotting my plotting my escape and plotting how I could make money enough to get an apartment and leave and get out of there. And the easiest the easiest thing, it seemed much easier for me to make money as a design assistant or whatever, a gopher. I, I, you know, I had a million connections. You know, in New York, it's all about the garment business, right? And everybody knows 15 people in the garment business. So I was right about that. It was very – I mean, I, I went to Parsons. You know, I kind of got the best job that was offered to in my class. I got this job for Perry Ellis. And, darling, you remember what Perry Ellis was in, in 1980 when I, when I was working there. It was, he was, and it was the greatest job, and I was so lucky, and he introduced me to all these people. And anyway, it led me down this trajectory, and I, you know, I'm not bad at fashion. I'm good at it, but I'm better at singing. I'm telling you, I'm better at telling jokes, and I'm, I'm really excited that I'm kind of on this, this this incredible like sort of quest to be to 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 to, to be to do these sh- to do more and more shows. Um, I have a fabulous like new booking agent. I'm really excited about what's going on in my life. It's like forget about Act Two, darling. It's like Act One. I did Act Two already. Act Two was fashion. Now I'm doing Act One. I mean it. This is true. But that takes too a lot of courage. I mean you you started in fashion. You had trunk shows. Yeah. You did great. You were in major yeah. stores like Bergdorf's. Oh, and yeah. back in your head, you kept thinking, I'm a performer. I've got to right. be When heard. am I going to do this? When am I yeah. doing this? Like, when is so, this happening? And, you know, and it's been take, it's taking me a little while just because I feel like, you know, I'm not going to, I don't really, honestly, I, I, I think maybe people are a little slightly confused. They go, well, wait a minute, I'm going to hear this guy sing and tell jokes. How is that possible? But I think more and more people, now I swear to you, Joan, it's what's really exciting is I get more people stop me on the street and go, you know, I saw your show and it was great. I saw it in Philly. I saw it in Princeton. I saw wherever it is on play. I saw your show and it was great as opposed to, oh, I buy your clothes or something on QVC or whatever it is. You know, that's also very thrilling, I have to tell you. But it's a little bit more meaningful now when people stop me on the street to tell me they've seen my show. You know, the other day I was at um, the Candy Kitchen, our, 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 our 
beloved candy kitchen here in Bridgehampton. And this wonderful young woman came up and said, I, and I was expecting to say, I just bought a t-shirt. on She said, I saw you at Bay Street and you were hilarious, you know, blah, blah. And I thought, how great, you know, it just makes me feel so great that I'm actually making this kind of headway, you know. I mean it. Act one, darling. Act one. Curtain going up on act one. Well, you know what? It It is amazing because certainly fashion has huge appeal for so many people. But in your yes. heart, as good as that is, and of course you're still doing it, and everyone yes. still knows you as that, it's Isaac, the song and dance man, the yeah, entertainer, the actor. It's a crazy It's your thing. heart. It's a crazy thing. It is. You know, um, when I was a kid, I used, I've been, I've, you know, I've been going to psychics my whole life, right? Like, literally. I started when I was We always love that. Right? We did. We've always liked it. Perry Ellis introduced me to this wonderful psychic, and I've been going to her. I was going to her, and then I went to another one, another one. Anyway, I had this fabulous tarot reading, and the final card that I picked was this kind of crazy, like, singing, dancing guy on stage. It was like these, there were like these cards. They were Mexican um, tarot cards, which is a little bit different from other decks. But this guy was on stage with a top hat and a cane singing, right? And he said, darling, this is your fate. I don't know what you think you're doing on earth, but, you know, until you get on stage and you do these songs and that this is what you're going to do. And really, that stuck with me. And so many psychics have told me that. So I'm just kind of waiting for the payoff here. I'm just waiting, darling. <laughs> it's happening. It's ha- Well, it's been, it it's happened. And it's yes. continuing yes. Yes. to evolve. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. Isaac, to keep up with you is a full-time job. Because I like it. who are you today? Where are you today? And by the way, Isaac has also done costumes for Broadway musicals. I mean, there is nothing that this man can't do except stop his dog from barking. Except, but exactly, you name right. it. And by and the he way, does it. can I just He's... say something, darling? I'm going to tell you what? kind of like the best news of all, which is that I lost about. 15 pounds, darling, okay? Like, oh, you know what this means to us because, I mean, we... We were all we in Weight back, Watchers we together. We go way back in Weight Watchers. Right. Yes, we were, my dear. No and secrets you with know. us. <laughs> no, exactly. We're old buddies, the Weight Watchers buddies, but I lost 15 pounds. That is something, right? Like, that is really... Tell me is, I don't... how. Okay, can I tell you how I did Weight Watchers, coupled yeah. with intermittent fasting, where you can't eat for 16 well, hours a, a day. that's a big deal. It, darling, mm-hmm. it, I'm telling you, it works great. And then the other thing that I have to say, this is the best advice I can give anyone on a diet. Don't weigh yourself. Never weigh yourself. Weigh yourself. I weigh myself only when I go to the doctor. And Every I only, day. And I, you know, the, weigh yourself. Do not do it. It's not good because if you... It's just discouraging for the most part. It's so slow and incremental. If you just stop weighing yourself, right? And then your clothes start to fit a little bit better. And then you start feeling better and you have more energy. And then all of a sudden, you get on the scale like six months later and you lost six pounds. And you're like, okay, I'll take six pounds. You know, and then you get on the scale a year later and you lost 10 pounds. Or in a year and a half later, like in my case, mm. I lost 15 pounds. It took me a year and a half, darling. And I'm still want to get back. To, I want to get back to a to a to a to a size four. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> exactly. I'm not. I'm not satisfied with. I think I'm about a ten right now. I'm about a ten. 
or 12. But, I think but I that's okay. Like Listen, I was telling someone who was asking, well, but for most people, it's not boring. It's the way we all live. And she yeah. was talking about cleaning her closet. She said, do you get rid of stuff? I said, well, I have a secret closet where the clothes oh. I wore in Barnard, Barnard College go back wow. a lifetime. I still have wow. them because I'm waiting to fit into them. Now, you know, that wow. is never going to happen. But I look at them <laughs> with great affection right. and say, don't right. worry, I'll be there someday. Someday, and darling. We someday. all, wow. someday. I, I still remember Mandy Patinkin's wife, Catherine, mm -hmm. at our she Weight Watcher session. Mm -hmm. she, she, right, she didn't care. She's a great actress and writer. She's she divine. didn't care mm -hmm. who was in Weight Watcher, men, women, the people mm -hmm. who were running one of the radio stations, and she mm -hmm. would strip to her underwear before yes. she got weighed. I don't know if you remember mm -hmm. that. I do remember that. I remember everything. You know, I have a memory like, a, like an elephant, darling. You, you show right. me something, I will never forget it. I know, it was so funny. She thought the jeans would add much too much weight to her. She's right. So tell She's me now, right. of course, we're all nuts. Tell me about the Carlisle show. What are you doing? What can we expect? Um, uh, I think, you know, I'm going to do my best to kind of parse a little bit of what we're going through in the world right now, you know. And, you know, it's a very crazy time. And it's a ve and you can't really say that much because you get canceled no matter what you say, right? So right, well, I'm no. going to try to parse correct is... Politically correct is, is very, very difficult. And, right. and the thing is, I am going to try to parse through all of that. And the thing that's great about these shows that I do, whether it's at the Carlisle and it's 100 people or it's at, you know, Princeton and it's 1,000 people right, or whatever big. it is, uh -huh. you, the thing is, like, in there, in that, it's a safe space. You know, it's like if you kind of come out, if you, if you, if you, if you arrive in the right headspace, you're going to have a good show. You know, and people know it's like out there, whatever's going on out there is going on. What goes on in here is like, it's like Vegas. It's sort of like a very sacred space, I think, with the audience. And I'm not exactly, it's funny, Joan, like, I don't think my strength, though I will, I have a million monologues that I need to, to, to speak. And I have punchlines and jokes, like any other comic out there. But I feel like what I do the best is kind of just talk, you know, I'm right. very good at talking. And, and so what I'm going to do is I'm going to distribute cards on the table before the show, before the shows, and uh -huh. people are going to write questions on the back of the cards. That's I'm going to collect idea. them and I'll look at the cards. I'll look at them on stage. I'll organize them a little bit. I'll see, you know, I mean, because I feel like that leaving it open like that, leaving it kind of amorphous and, and, and the ability for me to just kind of address a question, you know, um, rather than, you know, uh, raise the lights and point at people and, oh, no, 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 audience participation, no. But a question that came 20 minutes ago from an audience member written on a card, I'm really excited about that. That's going to be a fun thing, I think, you know. I'm talking to Isaac Mizrahi. He's going to be back at the Cafe Carlisle. They are opening and his new show in person, March 1st through the 12th. So doing something like this, which you truly love and are so good at, are you still looking for change in your life or does this satisfy you? Um, 
It's such a good question. Boy, you know, that's why that's why you're Joan Hamburg, because you ask such good questions, but and I mean that. Um, but and I was and I'm gonna say this, which is it, I don't know what this sounds like, but I feel like, you know, every day I look for something different. Every single day, Joan. I mean that. And and, and of course and by the way, and I love my creature comforts. I love my dogs. I love cooking. I love you know, I don't know what my my chair. I, I have this wonderful chair that I was for in Virginia, and it's so great. It's like you can read in this chair, you can watch it. It's the best thing, and I love the thing. But unless something new happens, right? I, I think like creativity is everything. Expression is everything in my life, and the minute that goes, then I'm finished. You know, but for the moment, that's all I look for is newness. You know, uh, that's my motto. My my personal motto is never boring, never bored. Like that's what I say to myself, like literally every day, never boring, never bored, you know. But even Isaac, during the pandemic, when you, who are Mr. Congeniality and a yes, bigger than yes, life, yes. how did you deal with that? Uh, you know, I mean, one thing, um, I have to say, you know, I had a million Zoom. We had, a, I had like regular cocktails with like several different friends. Smart, My friend right. Mark Morris and a few dancers and I had a regular Thursday. And then I had a regular with Robert Couturier on Tuesdays and, and, and Cecile and all these friends. I mean, we had regular cocktails on Zoom. That's one way. The other thing is, you know, um, I was bike riding every single day, even in the freezing cold. Like I have these oh, heated gloves and these heated socks. Darling, I went bike riding this morning in Bridgehampton for an hour. I do that every single day in the freezing cold, in the boiling mm. hot. I don't care what it happens. But that's an important thing to, like, you know, stay active. You have to keep moving, darling. Keep, keep your moving. head going. Keep moving. All right. So Isaac goes out on his bicycle, which I want to hear about in the freezing cold, zooms <laughs> with friends, and cooks and lives a life. So you bike, like, even today. As we're well, talking, it's cold I mean, and nasty. But ex except the thing is, it keeps your mind moving. You know, it keeps you moving. And that's really, really important. And like everybody else during these past two years, I felt confusion and despair and dread, you know. And you have to do whatever it takes to get through that. And I mean it. It's like, you know, people drink and they take pills. And by the way, I do plenty of that. You know, I mean, <laughs> I love a good cocktail. I love a Xanax, darling. I mean, you know, sometimes you just need those <laughs> things. And that's fine. Nobody judges anybody. Everybody does whatever they have to do. And so, but like I was going to say, like the rest of the world, I think, you know, it's sink or swim, my dear. You either have to you either find stuff or, you, or you're going to sink, and that's not a good thing. And the further you let that go, the further, the, the harder it is to get back, you know. And I know that from personal experience because I was really depressed as a kid. You know, I had a really rough childhood. I was very depressed. Well, you know? when you in live a, in a tight community and you don't conform to what people think one right. should be, it's tough for kids. Yes, yes, And yes, you yes, really absolutely. lived through a hard time. You had loving people yes. around you, but they didn't mm -hmm. get who you were. No, no. And it was lucky that, that, that I had those people around me and that I was born and that I was taught, you know, to kind of trust my own inner feelings because uh -huh. that's what you, if you trust that you're going to be okay eventually, I'm not kidding. And then, and then you know, when I was a teenager, I, I when I was 20 years old, I moved out of the house and everything just changed in my life. You know, when I was 13, I went to performing arts high school. That really changed my Important. life. That changed the whole trajectory of my life. It showed me that it was, you know, that it was possible 
to find like-minded people, like-minded people who loved theater and the arts, etc. And, you know, I think that's the most important thing to me, arts education, art for young people, like that is what is going to save so many, so many, so many people, you know. I don't know why. Somehow, like, art is not as important as, like, gym or sports or something like that, and it needs to be, because there are as many artists as there are athletes, and we have to, I feel like we have to cultivate them, you know. And you know what's important, too, that you got into this school where you fit in and where you belonged and you felt like-minded yes. souls, but kids who are different, who don't have that opportunity, they have a really tough time getting through it's high so school. Dangerous. I know, it, it's, it's dangerous it's so for children. Yes, it is. It is. I mean, God knows what would have happened to me, and I really mean that if I had not been fortunate enough to find that school. I don't know what would have happened to me. You know, I don't know what would have happened. I think about it all the time, but I'm lucky, just the luckiest, right? Well, and you had a lot of talent, too, and you had enough belief in your own ability to make it. You know, when a lot of kids would have just been so depressed and gone another way, you didn't. And I'm always amazed by the kind of inner strength that that took, because who's more vulnerable than Mm. a teenager who doesn't feel he or she belongs? You said it, dear. You really said that. You said a mouthful. That is the truth. But But you did it, and you continue to do it. Right? And you're evolving Mm -hmm. constantly, which is fantastic. You know, Mm -hmm. you understand what change is all about, and you're not afraid now. Even if you are, you go for it. Right. This is the thing about it, Joan. Like, you know, that's what I always say about my life. My life like it showed me optimism. It taught me optimism, you know, from whence I came. And then just the fates took me to performing arts and they were like, hey, be optimistic because something good is coming, right? And then I went from there into fashion and everything just, it's like this kind of you pull yourself forward. You pull yourself forward because of optimism. And, and I feel like that's what's dangerous with kids. You know, you kind of want them to know that it's getting going to get better. You just you need them to understand that because I, I worry so much about the kids that, that don't get into performing arts high school or something or that right. don't find calling. You know, that's what I worry about. But. Well, we're lucky that we have you and you can go to the Carlisle and celebrate a return to a normal life, to laugh, to feel happy, and to see this brand new show called In Person, Isaac Mitzrahi. All the best to you. I'll see you very soon. Take care, darling. darling. All the best. I'm Joan Hamburg, and you're listening to WABC. There's much more to come.